one of the improvements that uh, we've had at our home for, for our podcast is uh, I uh, figured out how to get uh, uh, Catherine's uh, headphones to work with the TV, like via Bluetooth. So now she can watch whatever she wants to watch. Nice. Uh, and probably some pretty sweet fidelity as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 But it's not, it's never anything that like needs good fidelity. It's just people talking, you know? <laughs> Although you'd be surprised, especially some of those like British dramas. I definitely need like the closed caption. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh for sure. You. Yeah. I can't even watch those. Like if I'm working out, it's like, it takes like apparently 95% of my concentration <laughs> to <laughs> unpack a British accent. Oh, no. Does not make me feel very smart. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Whee! I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce castle? Hitler. Just prepare to. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is March 21st, 2021, and this is episode 512, Company of Minneapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss a 2-2 two and two week for the Pacers with games against Denver, Brooklyn, and two on the road against the Heat. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Quick shout out this week to uh, my soccer team, uh, mm. Up Your Arsenal. <laughs> Quick uh, re... I mean, we haven't started... Uh, DC hasn't opened up... Um, contact sport recreation contact sports yet uh so we hadn't played real soccer but we th- we were able to organize and play in a uh, human foosball tournament Ooh, which was uh which was really fun um definitely weird uh way to play soccer but uh very fun so at a high level how does that work so the idea is that uh so it was it was seven on seven no, six on six. Um, and basically you had, uh, you know, rows of uh, each alternating teams, right? Mm-hmm. And every player had their, like, little zone, like a five-by-five-yard box mm-hmm. that they could be in and could not leave that zone or whatever. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you just tried to pass it around and score, basically, like playing foosball. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So it was good. It was good to just touch the ball. Sure. Yeah, be out. It was a beautiful day in the district. Yeah. So be outside. Like everybody was just in a good mood because they were like right. doing something social and physical sure. and all that good stuff. So it was a great day. Sweet. 
Uh, and from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Um, wanted to uh, add on to so many birthday shout-outs last week. Bob and Jen. Uh, also, my buddy Al's birthday, the day before uh, St. Patty's Day. Um, happy birthday, all you guys. And uh, also going to give a shout-out to uh, Chicago Cubs prospect, um, Jesus Camargo Corrales. Uh, driving in Colorado last week, got pulled over by the cops who found um, a bag with uh, 1.2 pounds of oxycodone. Seems like a lot. Oh uh, until you find out that he had 21 pounds of meth. Hmm. Wowzers. Yeah. He claims somebody gave it to him and paid him $500 to deliver it. I don't know if I'm buying that one. Seems a little low. Like, so if anybody offers you, know, you five hundred dollars to hold twenty one pounds of meth, just just go ahead and pass on that. Yeah, it's the, the uh, it's not the, the the risk and reward is just out of, out of whack there. Way out Especially of especially if you recently inked a, a MLB deal. Seems like probably sounds no. like uh, they need to pay their prospects a little bit more. This seems like a systemic <laughs> failure, not one person doing something outrageous. Yeah, speaking, you reminded me of birthdays. Uh, speaking of shout out to my new uh, nephew, um, Rowan Bryce Basham, was born uh, Friday morning. Oh, okay. So, shout out. Yeah, this week shout out. also Kate's birthday, mm, and out. Miles Turner's birthday on Wednesday. Oh, that's that is correct. Yeah. Happy birthday and shout out to, to Joey and... for giving us the uh, Pacer birthday the calendar. Yeah. So useful. And um, also, yesterday was the first day of spring officially. So shout out to Indeed. spring. Shout out. And Jakar Sam's spring... birthday. <laughs> You're just full of knowledge here. Very proud of myself this week. Yeah. And TJ McConnell's birthday. My goodness. It will be on Thursday. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, A lot of spring babies out in the world. Save it for our spinoff birthday, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like easy money right there. I'm going to go ahead and buy the website right now. So we were speculating. Sorry, I know we got a show to get to, but. uh, Okay, so we had daylight savings um, a couple weeks ago, right? Or like last week. Um, so there's basically an extra hour. No, there's uh, one fewer hour in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we were wondering statistically if that's the day on which the least number of babies are born mm. uh, in the U.S. Oh, okay. Uh, just because there's 23 hours. There's in 23 day. hours in that day. Right? Sure. I got you. Conversely, huh. when you do when you fall back right there's 25 hours in that day so you have more you would think you would think yeah over time it's got to work out right yeah yeah i wonder if it's if it's a totally random distribution or if it's uh if there's some ebbs and flows due to whatever various factors right i would uh, imagine there's ebbs and flows but hey yeah yes yeah, well, the only reason we were talking about it is so my nephew, who was born on Friday, his 
mom, my sister-in-law was like uh, wanting him to be born at 2 a.m. that Sunday morning or whatever. So he basically didn't have a birth time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, sounds like a future undegoogable. Um, before we get into any of that stuff, we we, uh, we want to talk about uh, how we're here. And it's because of you, the listener. Uh, we are supported by uh, our listeners at patreon.com slash undebeatables. Uh, you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Um, and uh, we appreciate everyone who is uh, supporting us now and uh, will be in the future, too. So we appreciate everybody. Again, the patreon.com slash undebeatables. Um, so, hey, guys, we did have uh, we had a week of basketball. And uh started off a little bit troubling, um, but uh, we, we brought it back. So ended up 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Game 1, Monday, March 15th, um, at Denver. Uh, lose this one, 106-121. Um, looked fine until the fourth quarter. Um, we dropped 15 to their 34. Um, Brogdon looked great. He had 24 points. Sabonis nearly gets a triple-double. Um, but Nikola Jokic, 32 points, 14 rebounds. Uh, too much for the Pacers to hold on. Game 2 Wednesday, March 17th, uh, versus the Brooklyn Nets at home. And they lose this one, 124-115. to 115. Looked great out of the gates. Uh, dropped 40 in the first quarter. Uh, but quarter four again problematic, and uh, we get outscored by eleven in the fourth quarter and lose uh, by a niner on that one. Uh, again, Brogdon looked good again, and um, twenty four points. Karis LeVert solid showing, nineteen points, triple double from Sabonis, 18-11-11. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were out. Did not matter to James Harden. That just left more stats on the board for him to take. Uh, 40 points, 15 assists, 10 rebounds for him. Uh, games 3 and 4, both at Miami. The first one Friday, March 19th. Uh, Pacers win this one big, 137-110. to 110. Um, And Brogdon, again, 27 points. And the rest of the scoring relatively distrib- uh, distributed. Seven Pacers in double figures overall. Um, just a solid, just a, a, a solid win, uh, looking good. And um, Sunday, today, earlier uh, in the day, uh, I think it's a 1 p.m. tip, Pacers uh, win in overtime. This one's closer, much closer. Um, uh, 109 to 106, uh, Sabonis 17 points, and again, seven players in double figures, um, and Justin Holiday in, in overtime, getting back-to-back threes. Um, to seal the game. So started 0-2 for the week. Uh, beat the Heat twice on the road. And and uh, Jason, do you think this is a do you think this is the Pacers' answer to getting uh, swept out of the playoffs last year? It was uh, two two regular season wins. That's a really good question. Um, definitely, um, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's I sort of uh, expected this week to go. A little bit different. I mean, I called for a two and two week, but this is not how I saw it. <laughs> it's not the out. road that you foresaw. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I assumed we would split with Miami because that's what happens when you play a team two consecutive games, uh, and and then we'd be able to pick up one of those. Um, 
you know, games against Denver or Brooklyn. Um, yeah, definitely this was revenge for the playoffs. I mean, he, you know, Coach Nate Bjorkren remembers, you know, the, the pain that he felt watching that series um, <laughs> on TV as a coach. No, everybody must have been pissed. Um, yeah, no, huge, right? I mean, I was ready um, after the game on Wednesday, the, the Nets game, which – which basically we just squandered away by failing to take the ball out of James Harden's hands and make somebody else beat us. Um, I was ready to come on here and go through my whole spiel of, you know, we're, we're just not a good basketball team. Like it's not, you know, that we're um, lacking in talent or being out talented right now. We're just not playing smart or good basketball. And that may still be the case, but. Um, Save you know, your rank for next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tune in to Thursday show. Um, <laughs> uh, thankfully, we salvaged that. I mean, he, I, yeah, Colson would have been unconsolable, right? Yeah, yeah, it would have been tough. I, I mean, honestly, I thought we looked a lot better this week. Like, it wasn't a great week of basketball, but like, I really thought we looked better. At least the offense was doing things. I mean. You know, that fourth quarter against the Nuggets, like, yeah, I mean, we dropped the ball a little bit, but, like, they were doubling us up one point in the first half, right? I mean, that team could just throw up points at a wild pace on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, obviously we let it go down at the end, but I, that that's just a real good basketball team. The Nets loss was definitely the tougher of those two for me. Um, you know, we, we were in a position to take that thing – to the finish line. Um, clearly wanted to get that one for, for Karis being on the floor. Uh, mm-hmm. And then to also squander, a, a, anytime we squander a Domus triple dub, like that, that hurts my heart a little bit too. Um, in the, in the post game of, uh, I'm going to go with probably the heat game today where we almost dropped the ball and needed an overtime mm-hmm. frame to get the mm-hmm. job done. Uh, TJ got the post game and, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, feeling like, you know, they, they were letting our fans down and, you know, Nate got on these guys about, you know, the product that they're putting out there on the floor. And, uh, it sounded like maybe, um, you know, was pushing them on the pride thing a little bit. And, you know, these guys answered the call, Jason, you're absolutely right. It is not easy to win two in a row against the same team. Um, and you know, both on the road, um, you know, although maybe this year that's helpful, who knows? Cause you don't have a travel. I like, I don't, I don't even know. It's a weird year. Um, but definitely take the wins where you can find them. I thought the offense just looked better this week. Some of that is Karis Levert for sure. Uh, but also just, you know, up and down the lineup, I felt, you know, guys are just, you know, making better decisions. The ball's popping much, much more guys are moving off the ball. I heard the words, uh, alley-oop to Doug McDermott this week, which oh, it, caught it me happened. off guard. TJ McConnell to Doug McDermott, which was uh, nobody had that in their alley of bingo. Oh man! Yeah, uh, McDermott had a big grin on his face coming back up the court on that one because uh, yeah, you're not going to get a whole lot of those. No, because his first oop of his professional career. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean those Miami wins are doubly important, right? I mean mm-hmm. Miami A had been playing really good basketball lately, so those you know those quality wins against a good team. Um, but even more so, they're right in that bunch of teams, basically anywhere in the East below 
Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, or whatever. All those teams are bunched together. And so those wins against head-to-head in those games are going to mean a lot down the stretch when it comes to um, tiebreakers and uh, basically just general um, uh, record, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as as poorly as we have played at times over the past couple months, we're still only two games back in Miami. And mm-hmm. two and a half out of the four seed and home court advantage in the first round, right? I mean, it's still pretty wide open in the East, and there's plenty of time to to get this thing, get this thing turned around. Um, boy, one guy who surprised me this week was Miles in that Nuggets game. The job that he did out there on the Joker <laughs> was just fantastic. Big smothered chickens from Quinn Buckner mm-hmm. this week. Um. But also, so just watching that guy play when he's playing well, like I just, it always makes me scratch my head, right? He threw a spin move on somebody in the lane and got to the rim for a dunk. Like, I just, I don't understand why that's not there for me every game, night in and night out. Well, I mean, that's what's so teasing about him, right? It has mm-hmm. been his yeah. whole sort of career, right? Is you can see these flashes of just, you know, brilliance, right? Um, it's the consistency, which is, I mean, really the difference between, you know, decent players and consistently good, and good players and good and great, right? Yeah, so. Um, he's but you're right, defensively, good. I mean, he's bringing it every night yeah. this year. So, Just an uh, absolute tour de force this season. Yeah. Yeah, he's been, he's been fun to watch, right? Yeah, I think, Jason, you're right, I mean – there's been times where he's played at an all-star level, but it's just not for for long. He's he, you know he's not going to make it to the all-star game with the consistency, at least on the offensive side. You're right, uh, but on the defensive side, he's been just a monster. Five blocks that game against the the Nuggets. I mean, he's uh, he's just been fun to watch. On the flip side, are, are we concerned about Sabonis at all? Or I mean, like his productivity. Obviously, he's still playing good basketball, but his productivity is um, taking a hit, I would say, since even before the the All-Star break uh, a bit and then coming out of it. You know, he's, you know, struggling to get double-digit points, it seems like, in some of these games. Um, is there anything that you guys are seeing that's, that's different or just defenses are paying a lot more attention to him because, you know, he's dropping triple-doubles um, every other night? I certainly think that's a big part of it, Um, you know, and as a young player adjusting to being the best, you know, the guy that people game plan Mm -hmm. for. I mean, it it takes a little while. Uh, And also, you know, as a coach, Bjorken wants these guys out and running. He wants the ball moving around, right? He doesn't want the ball sitting in the low post. Um, Sure. And that does take points away from him. um, And it makes it harder for him to get in a rhythm. Now, he, he did a great job you know, around the rim when he gets opportunities of, of, of getting it back up there. And um, the job that the Pacers at large did in that second Miami game on the glass, especially the offensive glass, that, that was the best effort that I've seen from them this season. And that's, and that's mm. awesome. Uh, and there's, there's, there's more points, I think, for him to go around. Um, and then also Karis LeVert coming back. He's, he's going to suck up some of them yeah. stats as well. Sure. But frankly – Domas deserves a break. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's he works his butt off every game, right? And yeah, I guess he didn't really get a ton of a, a break for uh, the actual All Star break. I, yeah, I think for me that 
Uh, I'm looking at the same stuff too. I, it, for me, the number one thing is is Levert coming back and just him having well, you, you know, the ability to not be the the primary uh, scoring option is nice because he can focus his stuff where it's needed. But we also been losing a bunch of games, so um, mm. uh, maybe not. Maybe that's not the right choice. But I mean, I think just you know having having a big shakeup to your lineup, you know, bringing Levert in is is ultimately going to be, you know, very very much a net positive. But you know, just learning to play with a new player is it's gonna it's gonna fiddle with things. So. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like Brogdon has really you know picked up his scoring. Yeah, his efficiency is is. Good somehow gotten even better right. <laughs> yeah. uh, since the all-star break. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't give uh, TJ McConnell a, a, a second shout-out for his <laughs> performance in that first Miami game. Um, 15 dimes and uh, 16 points, a plus 26 on the Goodness. on the evening. Um, I actually didn't see either of these Miami games. I'm in such a, a sleep-deprived new dad state that I forgot there was a Miami game today. I opened up my, my Yahoo Sports app, and I was like, oh, we, we won. All right. <laughs> Good job, guys. Won a game. We didn't even know we were having it. And that is to to underscore yet again that TJ McConnell is doing this uh, as a new dad. So Yeah. Yeah, super great. Also, Malcolm Brogdon hasn't missed a three since before the All-Star break, as near as I can tell. So <laughs> that's been nice. That has been good. It's a useful skill to have. <laughs> yeah, automatic from three point land. Yeah, it's pretty good. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, all right. With the pace of one more game in their uh, death march, I guess, out of the All Star break, and that is Monday uh, at Milwaukee. That game's on NBA TV, and it's a nine o'clock tip uh, for folks. So AM or PM. I mean, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> then Wednesday, um, uh, Pacers host the Detroit Pistons uh, before getting about. back out on the road uh, at Dallas on Friday. Um, so, yeah, you know, winnable games this week. What are you guys seeing? Sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. All right, we're we're we uh, have overcome the heat, and uh, we're on our way to the moon right now. Mm-hmm. I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> that, was, that was a rocket. <laughs> Which also sounds like a bear. <laughs> I, I I would be content with a two and one week this week. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I just need to need to keep the ship going in the right direction here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's start piling up those two in one week. Exactly. So cool just start with that. building on the dubs. And Milwaukee is riding a six-game win streak, so they're probably uh, they're due. They're due to get beat. Plus, we gotta um, snap our losing streak. Pacers with that Brooklyn loss now have lost six consecutive home games, which is the first time that that has happened since 1985 or something like that. Wow. Uh, first time ever that a streak that long has has happened in Bankers Life Fieldhouse, and Joey, we're getting dangerously close to not being able to recover and go above no, five hundred no. uh, in the Fieldhouse this year. Currently, five games under at seven and twelve. Oh no, this is <sighs> we got work to do. 
got work to do. Well, I should be getting my, my shots here soon, so maybe I can uh, go uh, help change the tide at the arenas in okay, person. Because that's the problem. You're not, well, you haven't one, been there? Yeah. Well, not, 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 been just, not heavily. <laughs> All right. We have more than that. More than one problem, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it's just been like the lack of fans, you know, like that's, sure. that's what makes a home game, a home game. And, um, you know, and, and just like the, you know, subtly putting the, f- uh, you know, fear in the referee's heart when they, when they make the wrong call, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Harper asking about if the game was AM, uh, uh, AM or PM uh, reminded me of the the Markeith Morris quote this week when uh, uh, when they lost to the Hawks. Uh, he he blamed it against the uh, the NBA uh, schedule makers. He said they his quote is they set us up they set us with a trap game whatever you want to call it I don't care how the NBA feel about it it was a trap game playing twenty year olds at twelve o'clock in the afternoon they trapped us. <laughs> That's it's a sort of that's sort of accountability that you really rely on from your team leadership at the height of professional sports, right? Super strong, Marquise. Thanks. I uh, love it. All righty. Uh, well, we'll be back with you on Thursday. Uh, we're gonna dig uh, some dig deep into uh, the player, the Pacers. Uh, well, we need, we'll talk about what they need to do. We got the answers here, and we'll. But we're not going to give the answer until Thursday. <laughs> so it's like, like when you see the the nine o'clock news, and it's just like, um, you know, this this product has been is been hurting children across the nation. We'll tell you about it at nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> when we get around to it, we'll share right. what's murdering right. half the population right now. Right, right, so right. T- we. Think of our ratings, yeah, okay? Watch, watch the ads. Just watch the ads. Right. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with you on Thursday. Um, until then, you can hit us up on social media. We are at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. It's a contact form. Um, you can send us a message through there. We got the uh, email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. And, of course, our Patreon page where you can help support us directly. That's patreon.com slash undebeatables. And for the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame head coach, Bobby Slick Leonard, turn out the lights. The party's over. We like that one. That's my backup career. It's like a movie trailer announcer guy. Ooh. Did you guys know the Rockets have lost 20 straight games? Ah, I knew it was a bunch. I saw like 16. Was like yeah, I saw like 17 or 18 or something. Also. It made me super happy inside is what it made me. <laughs> you made that rocket oh. noise, and I was like, what are the Rockets doing? Not good. Very Not good, little. Working really hard to trade their best player. <laughs> so do you think 20 in a row, do you think they bottomed out yet, or...? <laughs> Boy, and they were pretty good not that long yeah. ago. They've lost twenty straight, and they're trying to trade Depot. Uh, the Dubs apparently, <laughs> and they were like, "We either want Minnesota's first overall or first pick in next year's draft, or Wiseman." 
for the guy who's currently leading a team to 20 straight losses. Like, I, don't, I don't think that's going to work, guys. <laughs> a little ambitious. My company uses the uh, WebEx. Um, oh, WebEx is the worst. Well, we uh, we use that one. and um, But, like, they have emoji in there, but, like, 99% of them are things you would never use for work at any point, you know? <laughs> I basically, like, there's, like, a thumbs up, and then there's, like, the little celebration one. It's, like, that's about as extreme as we get, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when someone's, like, hey, this good news, the project went well, and you give a little celebration or whatever, but... Probably says something about my office, office that the universal emoji for celebration in any text chain is, like, drinks. Right. <laughs> Shane Payne bottles, clinking glasses. It's the uh, solution to and answer to all life problems, all right? Yes. <laughs> Cause of. Cause of. What did I say? Not that. Just the solution to and the solution to, which. Uh, <laughs> very okay, good. That. Yeah. I wish that were the case. Right. Keep doing it until it is. Just if it's not the Midwestern accent that I'm, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Hello, no. go. No. 